Alright, today we're uh, doing the last of the Wahikins, so I'm Andy. I'm Lauren. And we're, uh, we have a special guest here today with us, Jocelyn. So Jocelyn's my daughter and Lauren's older sister. Hi. So this is the first time that she's going to be on the podcast and we're going to be reviewing a movie today. We're going to be talking about The Last of the Mohicans. And this is a movie that's been around a while, 1992. The reason we're watching this movie is because uh, Jocelyn has a list of movies that she can watch for extra credit in her American U.S. history. AP U.S. history course. So we're going to talk about that. We all watched it just the other night and um, we're going to be talking about that today. Just immediately, what were your first impressions of the movie, Lauren? Ooh, bad. I don't know. How <laughs> um, about you, Jocelyn? I guess, like, at first I was a little bored. It took a while for it to, like, catch my attention. But, you know, I I kind of got through it and, and watched it and enjoyed it, like, overall. So, and I had seen the movie before, so... We all watched it. Um, so to give a little background, so The Last of the Mohicans was uh, made in 1992. Here's the summary of the movie from Google. The last members of a dying Native American tribe, the Mohicans, Uncas, his father Chingakook, and his adopted half-white brother Hawkeye live in peace alongside British colonists. But when daughters of a British colonel are kidnapped by a traitorous scout, Hawkeye and Uncas must rescue them in the crossfire of a gruesome military conflict of which they wanted no part, the French and Indian War. So that's the summary. Uh, it was released in 1992. It was uh, directed by Michael Mann. So we've seen a couple of Michael Mann movies of late. We watched The Keep uh, a couple months ago, which was pretty terrible, really. I thought um, it was uh, boring. Very you thought boring. it was very boring, but uh, it was kind of interesting. And then the cast, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, so he played Nathaniel Hawkeye Poe, which I don't think they said his name no. in the movie. I thought no. his name was Connor. Like, no, in the Connor movie, name. his his name was Cameron. Yeah, I thought yeah, he was Cameron. Cameron. And then Madeline Stowe, who played Cora Monroe, uh, Russell Means as Chingakook, Eric Schwag as Schwag, as Uncas. Stephen Waddington was the major Duncan Hayward. He was kind of the jerk. Yeah. So, and Wes Study, uh, I think that's how you say his name, played Magua, which Magua. I think he made the movie. He was the ultimate yeah. villain. Yeah, he was pretty, he, I don't know. So that's really kind of the synopsis, and that's who's in the movie. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about the setting of the movie, and, and what did you guys think of, um, you know, a place that it was filmed at? I thought that it was a little strange that it was in, didn't they say that they made it in North Carolina or something like that? And it was not at all close to where it was, where it actually was supposed to take place in. The movie starts, and the movie starts with what? It starts with Daniel Day-Lewis's character on a hunting expedition, and yeah. they shoot like a big elk. And you get a sense that, you know, he's kind of got a, a family, they're kind of chilling in their cabin. They're all having a good time with their family, the kids yeah. are on the laps. Yeah, it was there beautiful. seems like they're living a pretty good life. And that's all fine and well. And then all of a sudden, these British guys show up, and they say, that, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta start fighting for the British here, against the French and the Indians." And then, and they're sort of like, "No, I don't, I don't yeah. think that's a very good idea. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, what good is that for us?" Nathaniel's all, yeah, he has his own speech about we're not doing that. Yeah, so he's kind of skeptical of the whole thing, and the British in the movie are made to look pretty bad. 
So anyway, they want these guys to fight, these colonialists to sign up for the militia. And they're sort of like, well, are you going to protect us? What's in it for us? And they're like, well, yeah, I guess we'll protect you guys. So anyway, they reluctantly like kind of sign up for the militia. And, you know, they, they go and they meet the, the British command there, the area. And there's two daughters of, let's see, two otter two otters. <laughs> two <laughs> no, they weren't they weren't otters. <laughs> but they were two daughters and they, they they're going to be escorted to the fort to, to meet up with their dad. And Magwa's there and he's sort of standing and he's gonna be the scout that leads them to the fort. And so the movie sort of starts and and you know Major Duncan, is that the guy's name? Yeah. I guess. Major I Duncan. Know. So in the movie it's kinda of confusing. We don't we don't really pick up on the names of the yeah, characters. They it's kinda really hard. Give us the names. But Major Duncan is, you know, he's sort of in love with Madeline Stowe's character and he's proposing to her and there's a love story there and he we, she's got no time for him. That and was they have, the funniest they have she's a proper, not feeling it. No. They have a proper picnic out in the middle of the the field. That was such a weird picnic. There was just like a whole empty field and then two chairs and a table. Yeah. Not yeah, even like a blanket. Like, not feeling him. She's like, I have no feelings for you beyond <laughs> fresh friendship. Yeah. Yeah, she was not interested in him. So then they sort of, they, they, they're they going to take their little expedition and go to the fort. And Magua leads them through the woods. And... They get attacked. Yeah, and they get attacked by Indians. Hatchets, scalpings, blood, guts. It's there was no guts and there's no bloods. There was blood. There was definitely blood. You walked out on that part. I guess I just fell fell asleep or something. Yeah, the movie had some serious scalpings. They cut the scalps right off their heads. Yeah, I saw the scalping. I left at that part. I was like, you left. I came back though. Yeah, it was pretty violent. So anyway, so they get attacked. (laughs) They get ambushed, and the women. The girl takes a digger into the dirt. <laughs> the, horse, the horse jumps up and she falls back. Her tutu flies up. You know. Her tutu? It's, it's pretty comedic. Yeah. She yeah. Really takes a digger. So then anyway, so Daniel Day-Lewis's character and his brother and his dad, they're out there and they notice that something's not up and they can tell there's a war party um, you know, in the forest. So they show up as this ambush is happening and they rescue the, you know, Army Major Duncan and the two girls. And that's really that all that survives. Yeah. So yeah. then so then they march back and then they're they're on their way to the fort and on their way back through Daniel Day Lewis's character. So their their cabin had been raided. Yeah. And burned and all the people had been killed, his wife, his, his family. All his his family. family like under like the house. It was That was yeah. pretty bad. So that was that was pretty bad. And, and that lady, she was like Oh well, I don't understand. Why wouldn't you bury them? And, and then like, he yells she, at her. Well, because she didn't know that that was his family. Yeah. So at first she was like, Why do we care about these strangers? you know? And yeah. was like these pretty aren't strangers. Ready. This is my family. I lived with these guys. So anyway, they leave them behind, and she finally finds out that, that absolutely those were his family. He knew who they were, and the reason that they didn't bury them is because they didn't want to let the uh, the warring tribe know that they had been there. So right. they really left him there. So then they make their way to the fort, and as they arrive at the fort, it's under siege, and there's cannons going off, and it's under attack. Oh, I'm sorry, Lauren. What? You forgot about um. You forgot about when they're like. 
the the guys are like trying to creep up on them, but they're in like the ma- the burial place, oh. and he starts talking about breast milk. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when it, the romantic part kind of sets in when you can tell that there's obviously a romantic storyline between Cameron and then Monroe, the girl, because he does this big, dramatic, deep scene about the stars, and you know she's kind of like, wow, this dude's deep. So you can see the relationship starts to develop there in the beginning. She's not feeling the major at all, but all of a sudden there's this this uh, you know half Indian dude shows up and he's he's uh, he captures her attention. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so they make their way to the fort, and the fort is under siege. And then the battle scenes are pretty cool in this. There were a lot of cannons, a lot of explosions, a lot of. British soldiers yeah, flying fall. away <laughs> with with shrapnel flying all over like, the place. A cannon would like go off and they just blow up. Exactly, just blow up. Just awful. Yeah, and so anyway, that was kind of cool. It was dark and there were a lot of explosions and I don't know how, but they managed to sneak into the fort by while boat. it's being under siege by canoe, and all um, of a sudden they just show up and they're like escorted into the into the into the um the fort which i thought was a little unbelievable that they could possibly get through the attacking um french but they did and they get inside the fort and the let's see the the general what's the guy's name duncan no. no, no, it wasn't Duncan. There's someone with different names. Um, His Colonel name. Edward Monroe. Yeah, Edmund Monroe. Monroe. So it was the women's uh, father. So he's very happy to see them, and he's he's it's great. And he's like, why did you come here? Didn't you know we were under siege? I sent a message with Magua. And they're like, no, Magua's a bad dude. He never delivered the message. You should have never came. And he's like, I don't know. We're not going to survive another three days. Right. They're under attack, and, and he, he says to Hawkeye, which I don't I don't feel comfortable calling him Hawkeye. I feel like his name was Cameron. It was Cameron. Yeah, that was like his uh, British name or something. Was yeah, like, like throughout, Cameron. throughout the whole movie, they call him Cameron. Well, anyway, says his name's Hawkeye. <laughs> and uh, he the, the, the colonel says, what can I do for you guys? They're like, well, give us some food. Let us have access to your gunpowder, and, you know, we'll be on our way. And he's like, well, we can do that for you. So anyway, I don't really well, what happens next? Um, They have, like, this, like, dance while they're under siege or something. <laughs> and oh, yeah. they're having, like, a jolly good time or something. And they're, it's like... like the world's blowing up outside <laughs> exactly. of the building. And yeah. they're dancing it up. So that was interesting. So they're under <laughs> siege, and there's still, you know, there's some guy playing a fiddle, and they're yeah. dancing, and that's and then, when the the romance it, takes off. Yeah. Right, with really. Cameron and Monroe have a little kissing scene. <laughs> they get busy, as Dad said. <laughs> Anyways. So I don't know, we're kind of telling a straight story here of what happens in the movie. And then he gets thrown in prison. He, they lock him up because he helps some of his colonialist buddies leave. He encourages them to leave. So then the, the colonel's all pissed, and they're like, "Yo, you're court-martialed. You gotta, you're gonna hang. You can't help those guys out." And he, they, uh, didn't say he was they locked hang. him up. Yeah, they did. They said they were gonna hang him. Yeah, they yeah. did. Well, he never got hanged. I guess. No, so. he never did because. 
they the French actually sent a message and said, "Hey, we need to talk." So they meet outside the fort, and guy does they, the fancy hat thing. He does the fancy hat thing. The French guy does the fancy hat thing, and they the the colonel stands up there, and ultimately he's like, "You know, you guys should surrender because we're going to crush you if you don't, don't surrender." <laughs> right. And listen, if you surrender, we'll let you go. We'll let you keep your guns. You can no problem. We'll let all the British leave, uh, no sweat. So. The colonel's like, well, okay, I guess that's what we'll do. I can't, I can't I'm not going to let all my people die. So they let that happen, and D- Daniel Day-Lewis's character, so they all kind of, you know, file out of the fort, and the French let him leave. But Magua's like, gray hair's got to die, and I'm going to eat his heart out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he his family. Oh, wait, so we discover, that so Ma- we discover that Magua's got a deep hate for the, the, uh, the gray-haired guy. Who is really Monroe, uh, Colonel Monroe, yeah. and his daughters? Magua is hell bent on yeah. killing them, and you find out that this guy had been wronged by Monroe, and he's got vengeance. Why? What yeah, because his, apparently Monroe killed his family. There was something that happened. Yeah, so Magua, you know, an example. You know, the British and the French really are fighting out their own battles and they don't really give two dams about the Indians. They're just using them as pawns in their political, geopolitical game. And uh, Magua isn't going to have it. So anyway, while they're retreating, they retreat through the forest and they're, they're heading back and the natives completely ambush them yeah, and they attack really them and Daniel Day Lewis is in handcuffs and he's wandering through and all of a sudden bam Boom. they're getting hatcheted to death and they're getting shot at from all sides basically a second time and that yeah. was a really good scene I thought I mean it was pretty intense yeah yeah and Magua runs up on Colonel mm-hmm. knocks him off his horse and cuts his heart out of his chest and holds Post, it up over his head his yeah. yeah he didn't eat it we didn't see him eat it he said he was going. He said to he eat was it. going to, but anyway. So then Daniel Day Lewis and Madeline Stowe, you know, and the 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 girl, they get away, and the and also uh, Major Duncan, the four of them get away, the five, oh six of them, they all got away. They, they always seem to survive. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then they went on the canoe and they went down a short waterfall, and then they got up to the big waterfall, and you're like, oh no, they're gonna fall off the, and then they they they, they, they stop, they stop, and they pull the canoe to the side of the river. And no, they, they get let it out. Go down. Well, they let the canoe go over the river so that the Brit or so that the uh, the Indians will think that they went off the cliff, and they hide under the waterfall, and they're being hunted, and that was a pretty scary scene where yeah. they're behind the waterfall and they can see the torches coming up on them through the waterfall. I, do, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? I do. And then, let's see, I'm just Who doing kind off? of a straight telling, but yeah, finally Magua catches off? up with him, they capture him, they take him back to the tribal chief, and they say, you guys are going to all die. No, they said, no, we're going to burn the girls. Yeah, yeah they're going to burn the girls at the stake. And then Cameron tells a speech, and he's like, do not kill them. Or take me instead. And the guy, Duncan, is the interpreter. But he says, actually, take, take him. him. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so Duncan Hayward, Major Duncan, 
<laughs> well, he, I hated he actually him the whole time. he hated him the whole time. He was really kind of a jerk. He lied about the the, the, the massacre of the colonialists, and he was just kind of an all around bad dude. He looked funny, and he kind of redeemed himself in the end by volunteering to have himself burnt at the stake. Yeah, and he did. They burnt him, and Daniel Day Lewis's character ends up putting him out of his misery with a musket shot from a distance. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, Dan, yeah he's that. the actor that plays. Cameron, who we, I think no, we thought his name was Cameron. He didn't put him out of his misery. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. He shot him no, with the musket. Didn't the other guy did? No. Yeah. The, the, yes, the Indian guy did. No. Yeah. Lauren. No. We no. We watched it. Yeah. Was he in the woods then? Because I feel like his two friends came out of the woods and then one of them shot him. Whose friends? His freaking brother who, and who's dad. Who's his? Cameron. No, Cameron, because it was, because it was. All right, and we're back. We took a little bit of a brief break there after we had an argument offline over how to proceed. Um, um, but we are back. We are back. So we waited until... Jocelyn finished her because it was because it was. Oh my god! Um, but we're back, so yeah. we we took a break here and we went we back and we watched some of the um, the movie again. We confirmed it, who really did do the shooting. It was um, Hawkeye, and also we his name is not John Cameron or whatever. We got it wrong the entire movie. Yeah, so we kind of made a mistake there. So we thought, for some reason, we thought Cameron was the name of the main character. But it was Hawkeye. So we got that straightened out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's kind of try to wrap this up. So Jocelyn has some questions that she needs to ask and answer for her... Her um her study that. guide here. So what are they, Jocelyn? Okay. What are the things that you need to know? So for our extra credit movie review, um, the questions ask, what is the setting? So this was in 1757 during the French and Indian War, which we already covered, mm-hmm. and then the geographic region as well as the era. Yeah. So I think that it takes place in upstate New York. I think is where the yeah. where's the fort? Let's just take a look. So the fort was William Henry. Fort William Henry. Uh, and it says here it was in um, at the southern end of Lake George in the province of New York. So it was in New York. Yeah, but it was filmed in like North, North Carolina. Carolina. We read it was filmed in North Carolina. Okay. Um, another question is: Is the film based on an actual event, or is it fiction based, or a combination of both? So this was an actual event. Yeah, we kind of we kind of we determined that this was actually there were actual events. The French and Indian War was an actual event. war that actually happened. The siege of the fort was a real thing that really happened. Some of the characters were real characters. So Colonel Edmund Monroe was a real person. The ambush after the surrender by the British, that actually really did happen. Um, So there were a lot of actual things that happened here that were in the movie. The fictional account to the love story, all that stuff was probably made up. And hope. (laughs) Yeah, that was probably for entertainment value. Um, question four is brief plot summary of the movie, which we kind of covered already. Yeah, we did that already. Wasn't very brief, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so then uh, number five is how does the movie depict the region and area? What known historical accuracies are presented? 
what historical inaccuracies are presented. So that's kind of similar to the number three. Yeah, the historical inaccuracies, there was a Yeti mug that showed up. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I saw a Yeti mug, but... It was just a Yes, Duncan drinks from... A Yeti mug. Not a Yeti mug. It was some... It looked like a thermos. Yeah, some... There it was, it was, no, there is no mug. Okay. I don't mean to argue again, but I don't think there is a mug. Okay. What other historical inaccuracies? The whole loan thing with Jane, that was so... Yeah. Not there was the text messaging back and forth between the main characters. I thought that was really, <laughs> I thought that was really out of place for the time period. I, I don't know how they thought they were going to get away with that one. I mean, Duncan really proposed to Cora Monroe over text. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't think that was really realistic. Uh, no, none of that really happened, but we were trying to <laughs> make it funny. Um, okay. History versus Hollywood. What events do you think are put in the film for their entertainment value as opposed to historical accuracy? So, like we said, the whole love thing. Cora and Hawkeye. Yeah, that, I mean, it was kind of surrounded around there their love story i would say yeah i thought that was put in just for the movie part part of it i think i I, think that the the battle scenes those are probably plausible the hatchet attacks i mean the musket firing yeah i find the part where the guy was playing the fiddle while they were under siege was a little you know uh interesting yeah what was happening yeah i would agree with that i thought the fact that they were having a dance while the fort was getting bombed was probably not exactly <laughs> that probably really didn't happen yeah <laughs> yeah um maybe probably not them talking under the stars about breast the moon's breast milk i think that uh, them actually... getting into the fort with the canoe while it was under siege was a little unbelievable to me that they I could, could have snuck of... in during us during a siege like that I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they could have. I don't understand why they wouldn't have just taken out the guards. I I don't... Like the other people, the French. Because there's two guards standing out there just... Did we we talk about... Was Hawkeye real? A real person? I don't think Hawkeye was a real person. Now, this was based on a novel. So The Last of the Mohicans was a book. And the book was written in the 1800s. And I guess I can look it up here, but I do not believe that that was true. I think it was a yeah, it was a historical romance novel. So, so while some of the events were true, I, I believe it was fiction, and Hawkeye was a fictional character. All right. So then the final question is final thoughts on the film. No, before we get to the final thoughts on the film, let's talk about the conclusion. We didn't really talk about the conclusion of the movie. There's a pretty yeah. dramatic scene at the end, in Where? which there's Anka's gets killed and falls yeah. over the cliff. And that was so sad. Yeah, that was very sad. Did he fall? He fell? I think he kind of got... No, he didn't jump. He got, he, he he, got he, pushed he got, off by... Yeah, he was stabbed. Whatever that... Magua, Magua killed him, yeah. and then he fell off the cliff. And, and he, then Alice... Yeah, Alice then... I think there was off. also something they didn't show too much was Alice and Unka's... Had a little relationship, I think, throughout the movie. yeah. Because she jumped because I think she was in love with him. But they didn't show much of that. Yeah, so that was pretty intense. And then ultimately, Magua gets his comeuppance. And he actually gets killed too. He gets murdered by... Cameron, right? um, No. 
No. Not Cameron. Whoops. I keep no, no. He actually was... was killed by uh, Chingakook, I believe, oh, kills yeah. him. Who is um, Hawkeye's adopted father, I think. And Anka's dad, I think. So anyway, that was pretty intense. That was a pretty intense scene when Alice throws herself off the cliff. That was pretty, pretty sad. Or pretty deep. Yeah, there was some, awesome. a, a very big tension, you know, part where Alice is looking at Magua and he's like, you're not going to do it. He's and like, she does it. <laughs> this little hand thing, like, come on. Yeah, yeah, he here. actually tried to, like, lure her back because he really just wanted to have, I think, to have the girls. I don't know if he really wanted to kill them. I think the other interesting thing in the movie, too, is Magua is really a, portrayed as a villain during the entire yeah. film. And he's really bad. He's really scary. But it's kind of... But you discover sort of over time that him and his tribe have endured a great deal of injustice at the hands of the British. And he really has an axe to grind. Literally yeah. an axe. Yeah. <laughs> a literal axe. Yeah, a literal axe. <laughs> so even in the end, you almost kind of feel like bad. Magua. He's... A, bad guy but he's he's, he's acting yeah he's understandable his motive mo- motives are are, yeah. are clear uh during during you know at the end you kind of find that out and you realize that yeah the 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 real villains in this film are the british, british. and the even the french hands are dirty too and the real victims in this are, are the natives who yeah. are really you know kind of taken advantage of throughout which is pretty realistic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a big factor throughout the French and Indian War. Well, other final thoughts? I mean, what are the final thoughts for you, Lauren? Would you recommend this to your friends? Would I recommend it to my friends? I Probably not. I don't think they'd be interested, but I think it was actually really fun to watch. It was a little boring through the beginning, um, like Jocelyn said, but... I do think it got more interesting over time. Lauren or, or Jocelyn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't get his kids straight. So, I mean, this is not a movie I would particularly choose to watch, but I think for the sake of getting more knowledge on the French and Indian War and watching it for the sake of the class, I think it was pretty helpful and also helped me understand historical events a lot clearer. And I think it was also interesting enough to where it wasn't a complete bore, you know, to watch. I could I could get through it, you know. So I think that I would recommend people to watch this if they're, you know, in a even just a US history course, not even AP or any, you know, history class. I think it's I think it's definitely worth it considering I'm getting extra credit for watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so So it's good cuz you get extra points. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I I liked it a lot. This is actually the second time I saw it, and we actually watched we actually we actually watched the first half twice. We had I to fell do asleep. it a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a late time viewing, late night viewing. I thought I thought it was good. I thought Magua was the best character. He was the best acted character. Yeah. Daniel Day Lewis is good in everything that he's in. I think uh, for the most part, so that was good. Unpopular opinion. I thought Cora Monroe was kind of annoying. Yeah, she kind I of agree. got on my nerves, along with Duncan. But and Duncan was really meant to be the the heel of the movie. The heel? Yeah, you know the heel. It's a it's a pro wrestling term for the person that's that you're supposed to not like. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. His face annoyed me more than anything else. <laughs> wow, Jocelyn. Well, I guess with that, I, do we have anything else to say about The Last of the Mohicans? Not no. really, no, no. So that was that was good. I, I think we had a successful conversation here. And although we got all the character names wrong a couple little of times. A little argument. A little bit of an argument. But no, I think that's all good. So I, I think with that, we'll wrap it up. And it's it's been a good discussion. Hopefully we have Jocelyn on more of these in the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, thank all you right. for joining us. Of course, I'm happy to